For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Lena Kim. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover the state of the marketplace of ideas at Princeton, one of the largest climate protest marches since the pandemic in New York City, European Union leaders' reactions to the migrant crisis in Italy, and a shift in the mental health and addiction services provided by the municipality of Princeton. It's Monday, September 18th. The concept of free speech has long been an interesting yet rather contentious topic at Princeton. Today, we sat down with contributing columnist Aidan Gooley to explore this idea further and where we may see the nature of campus discourse headed. I'm Aidan Gooley, I'm a member of the class of 2027, and I'm a contributing columnist in opinion at the Prince. So you talk about the idea of free speech on campus, so can you kind of give us a brief summary of your article and what inspired you to write it? Sure, yeah. So I'm as a freshman, I kind of came to campus with this conception, mostly built by like articles written in the Prince and then also some articles from outside, like New York Times and some other outlets talking about like state of free speech on campus. And so getting here, I was kind of like, oh, are these preconceived notions that I have about how Princetonians engage with each other going to be verified or kind of overturned? And I think at the end of the day, I got a much more kind of nuanced take that I wasn't expecting. And ultimately, it's not the institution that is causing the speech culture at Princeton to be kind of non-existent, but rather that it's students who aren't engaging um, with questions of discourse or with discourse generally that's just leading to like our culture being kind of dry. Nothing's really going on. And at the end of the day, that leads to extreme groups, whether it's on the right or on the left, you know, taking a large share of discourse and then squeezing out everyone else who otherwise would just be kind of involved in this sort of natural, meaningful, educative function of discourse that otherwise I think is so positive, especially at a place like Princeton. You know, kind of going into that a little bit more, uh, where do you see this idea of free speech? Um, You mentioned this concept of investing in the marketplace of ideas at Princeton. Where do you sort of see that headed? Well, I think that if we're going to like look at the marketplace of ideas as, you know, John Stuart Mill kind of conceived it, it ultimately ends up being up to student buy-in. So my article, I essentially said students need to buy into the marketplace. Students need to engage actively either with like, you know, structured conversations like the administration's, you know, wanting us to have, but then also kind of the more natural exchange of ideas that goes on. Like if students don't engage in self-censorship as much or are willing to like kind of talk about more controversial issues, not necessarily in a controversial way, but just be willing to engage with their peers and, you know, whether it's in class or in just regular conversations in the dining hall or whatever, that ultimately leads to like you having a culture of speech that's much more democratic and then also much more fruitful because when that happens, you have ideas that are more in the mainstream, potentially pushing out ideas that are more negativistic or otherwise more damaging, but in a natural way that because it's democratic actually helps campus life and also represents students' ideas and thoughts and experiences. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you. In local news, on Friday, the municipality of Princeton announced that beginning in January, Corner House Behavioral Health will no longer be providing mental health and addiction support to the Princeton community. Instead, the municipality will outsource the services to the organization Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities is a community-certified behavioral health clinic in New Jersey, meaning that it offers a wide range of services and has a crisis response available 24-7. According to a press release by Princeton Health Officer Jeff Grosser, quote, this decision was made through a careful evaluation of the paradigm shift in behavioral health treatment toward the community-certified behavioral health clinic standard. 
The decision will also save the municipality half a million dollars each year. Corner House will continue to offer youth substance abuse programming and outreach following the shift. Yesterday, thousands of climate activists filled the streets of New York City, advocating for world leaders to pivot away from fossil fuels. The demonstration was particularly aimed at President Joe Biden, who arrived yesterday in New York for a speech on Tuesday before the United Nations General Assembly. Biden has taken the lead on historic climate laws and worked to shift the U.S. to renewable energy sources. Yet activists say his continued approval for new oil and gas drilling undermines those efforts. This weekend marked a global surge in climate protests, with marches from Germany to Senegal to India. These protests come in the wake of the hottest summer on record and record profits for oil and gas corporations. Divest Princeton activists were present at the march. In international news, European Union Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney are promising a crackdown on illegal migration and migrant smuggling in the European Union after nearly 7,000 migrants arrived to a small Italian island in one day. Both leaders visited the island of Lampedusa yesterday, which has become a target for smugglers bringing migrants from Tunisia. Von der Leyen outlined a plan to decrease the arrival of migrants, including aid to countries of origin and increased support from the European Union's border control agency, Frontex. On the other hand, President Maloney called for stricter measures, pushing for a naval blockade of North Africa. Both leaders' responses reflect continuing tensions around which European Union states should shoulder the burden of the migrant crisis. Grab your umbrella or raincoat. Expect showers with a high of 72 and a low of 55. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Isabel Jacobson, Charlotte Young, Twyla Colburn, and me, sound engineered by Eden Tashoma, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Lena Kim. Have a wonderful day.